Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the Abundance Hub podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here again or welcoming you for the first time. This is episode number 12 and today I'm really, really excited because I have got a gorgeous, gorgeous friend and client of mine, Luca, joining us. Hey, Luca, how are you? Hi, good, good, thank you. That's good. I'm really excited to have Luca on. I think what I've what I've really noticed with with people's feedback from the podcast so far is that every time I get some really positive feedback, it's always that they feel like they're having a conversation with me or the guest and they love the storytelling aspect of what I do here. And I have been coaching Luca for a few months now. I think we really started our our more like intensive one-on-one coaching in around February this year. And Luca's got an incredible story. I'm going to let her kind of take it away today. But yesterday we were chatting and I was listening to Luca as she explained to me how she kind of got to a bit of a breakthrough point in her journey. And for me as a coach, I think it's really important. And I was explaining this actually a little bit to you yesterday, Luca, but for me as a coach, it's not, it's never my job to tell someone you should be doing this or you need to go and do that. Um, when you hire a coach or a mentor, or you do your own personal development and you do that journey on your own, really, it all comes down to whether you're willing to do the work. And it's not about like you can listen to a, you know, a really great podcast. You can read a million books, you can have a coach, but unless you're willing to go out and push yourself when you're not with that coach and you're not reading the book or take action on something you've learned, it, you're really never going to progress. And so when we were chatting yesterday, I was literally like, I could feel tears coming up. My eyes were getting blurry because I was so proud of, of you, Luca, because I knew that you'd gotten it like, and you might have a series of different breakthroughs, you know, as, as you go on. But I just had this moment where I, I could feel my head nodding and I'm like, she's had it. She's figured it out. She's figured out where her direction is, is headed. She's figured out that today's the day things change. And, and if you haven't listened to episode number eight, that is where I share about one of my most significant breakthroughs. And I've had a few in, in my time, but that was one of my most, most recent breakthroughs that really pushed me towards greatness. And so for Luca, um, I'm going to let you take it away and kind of share a little bit about you, your journey so far. And let's pretend that no one knows you. If you, if you don't know Luca, I'm going to 
put all her tags in the podcast info anyway, but let's for now pretend no one knows you and give us a bit of a backstory um, of your journey so far, how, you know, how we came across each other and, and I'll just let you take it away. so much Jess and thank you so much for um, asking me to be on this podcast I was so thrilled I nearly had tears um, when I you know got that request for you so I'm very very grateful firstly Um, so there's going to be a lot of you who obviously you know don't know me Um, I will start I guess um, well uh, this is how my self uh, development journey started so a few uh, years ago quite a few years ago actually I was about I'm um, 15, 16, and I actually had met, um, like, my boyfriend at the time, and um, we saw each other very on and off um, for a few years, and uh, right through high school, uh, everyone kind of knew that we just had, like, this little fling that went back and forth all the time, and it was always kind of confusing. Um, when I was 17, we actually started to, you know, really date quite seriously, and um I moved down to Newcastle because he was playing for Newcastle Knights in the under-23s. And it was great. I, you know, moved out of home. I was still only 17. I just thought that I was just living the best life. And um, quickly after I moved down there, um, the relationship changed. It really turned. And for me, um, at the beginning, the relationship was really nice. We were pretty much inseparable. I just... You know, he he was a football player. He just absolutely adored me. We spent all our time together. Um, it was fantastic. But like I said, once I moved in with him, uh, things changed dramatically and um, things became quite controlling and um, uh, my situation got quite isolating, I guess. Uh, I moved four hours from my hometown, which is Coffs Harbour, and I stopped having... Um, a lot of contact with old girlfriends of mine. Uh, he thought that they were a bad influence on me and that um, basically there was too much history with all my friends and that I shouldn't be associating with them because, you know, they're still, you know, they don't have their shit together basically and, and I do at 17, so he thought, um, and that, you know, they were a bit beneath me and so I kind of started to cut off most of the people in my life, um, including a lot of my family. They didn't fully agree with the relationship. I think that they could see um, quickly what kind of man he was. They're a better judge of character than what I was at the time. And, um, yeah, so it definitely became quite isolating while I was living down there. Um, Whilst I was living down there, like I said, things became quite controlling. Uh, He would kind of go through my phone for hours on end. You know, if we had a night out, he would sit up and stay awake and I would be asleep and he would come and wake me up and question me about certain text messages or um, who's this number or what's this meant or where, where was this photo taken or something. And I just was like, this is weird. Like, what is going on? And um, it, you know, made me quite anxious all the time because I, I knew that I hadn't done anything wrong, but it was almost like I was made to feel like, there was something for him to find in my phone and um, it even got to the point where I had to change my phone number so that no one had my phone number because that would put him at ease and I always had to face my phone upwards and um, later on, you know, down the track I really realised that 
those actions actually came from his own guilt um, of doing those exact things um, and seeing numerous people and things Mm. like that and that's exactly why he was doing that and that's a really, really obvious sign that I see now in, um, you know, toxic relationships. So uh, fast forward about a year, he had given up his contract, he didn't want to play football anymore, I wasn't working, he had quit his job, he just had had enough um, he'd been playing football for such a young age and always felt pushed into it. So we moved back to our hometown, moved uh, back in with his mum. And this is, I guess, where things really went downhill. So neither of us working, um, no real ambition to do anything. I just got a diploma in beauty, but I wasn't working in it. Uh, I think he was doing a bit of concreting work here and there, but nothing serious. We had no plans to go anywhere. And uh, he was out one night and ran into um, an old friend of his who was caught up in the bikey scene and they got talking and they offered him um, a different football contract that wasn't as serious. It was near Ballina in New South Wales. Um, They would set us up with a house and we would move there. So that's what we did. We moved there. We were closer to my family. I got back in contact with them a bit more. Still didn't have any real friends, just really the the girlfriends of his mates, um, regardless of their age. I was 18 and some of these women were 40 um, or more, you know, and mm. it's just not a great mix. Um, yeah, so that happened. There, Unfortunately, we got caught up in quite a heavy drug scene um, and, again, it just was spiralling out of control. Um, he was on drugs often, so, unfortunately, I copped of that and he would be so aggressive and so possessive and you know be up for days um I you know as hard as it is to admit I experimented myself um I just became this person that was so unrecognizable to me to my family to my friends and um yeah just this carried on for about two years uh until our home in Brisbane because we ended up moving up there got actually raided and that's basically when everything came somewhat crashing down so we both were pulled into an enormous court case um he actually went to jail for two and a half years um and a month after him being in jail I uh ended the relationship because I'd tried to end it previously and it he would threaten his life he would threaten my life um and it just there never seemed like the right time to go I was always worried what he would do I was worried what he would do to me I you know just couldn't live with that guilt so I just stayed and when I knew that he was away then I I told his mum to tell him it's over it's done and I'm staying away um fast forward about a year and a half we got back in contact again and Um, So I got reinvested into the relationship. We started seeing each other again. He was still, um, you know, in jail at this time. I would travel every Monday up to Brisbane and um, sit with him for maybe an hour and a half. Um, And, yeah, for eight months that happened until he got out. Uh, He got out in uh, February of 2017 and three short weeks after that, he was back to his old tricks. I, My family had stopped speaking to me um, once they knew that I was reinvested in the relationship because they just did not agree with it at all. Um, so once I knew all of that, I guess I 
I just was kind of like, what, what have I done? How did I really get back here again? Um, but I was too embarrassed to leave because I had, you know, really put my family on the line and really, you know, just I just felt so alone and I felt so embarrassed. So I just thought I'll just stay. Um, I'll ride it out. And um, it, it just kind of spiralled from there once again. Um, a few months later, I actually fell pregnant with my now one-year-old daughter, Winnie. Um, she is just the best thing in the world. Uh, but at the time during my pregnancy, I definitely didn't feel that way. When I found out I was pregnant, there was a bunch of mixed emotions. You know, I knew my family wasn't going to be overly thrilled or anything like that. Um, it is it is something that I definitely wanted, definitely not under the circumstances that it happened, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad that it has happened now. Um, we moved down to Tumut in New South Wales about six months or into my pregnancy and um, that's 14 hours away from where I was actually living at the time and again once again completely isolated down there he would spend nights away turn his phone off come home on a Sunday morning um, and just be in such a state and I just remember being so heavily pregnant and being like you know these are just the cards that I've been dealt this is just the life that um, was you know, unfortunately given to me, I've, you know, I've done some really bad things in my past and this is me being punished for it. Um, I'm just going to have to accept this. You know, I didn't, I can't find the, I cannot find the strength to leave. So this is just what I'll put up with. It sucks so much. I wish things were different, but I'm just not one of those people where things are different. This is just my life. And um, now to even think back on those thoughts that I had about myself, it kind of saddens me, especially knowing that, other people think those things now of themselves and in their situations that they're currently in and that really is hard to even say. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so come February 2018, I had my beautiful little daughter um, and uh, I was down in staying down there in Tumut for three weeks I was and I had my sister and my mum both come and stay and then once they went home, he was still drinking and um, I was struggling. I was really struggling. It was the first time I was really home by myself. Um, I was only 22 and I was struggling. So he suggested that I fly up to Queensland and stay with my parents. So I flew up for 10, for 10 days and stayed with my family and they helped me. And um, on the last night before I was meant to come home, I actually – well, cut a long story short, was bombarded with messages from people that um, he'd been seeing multiple people during my pregnancy and even in the three weeks um, after I'd given birth. And um, I just, I really, I found my out and as painful as it was and as, you know, as terrible as it is that I had to come to that, I just thought, I'm out. This is the, you know, I've got a good excuse. I'm going, I'm leaving. And also, having a baby, having a baby girl, I just looked at her and I just thought, no way, I could not live with myself if I raised her thinking that these things are okay and that these are the things that you should work on in a relationship. And just because you have a child with someone like that, you've got to stick it out. And I just thought, no way. So I flew back to my home then, which was Tumut. I packed everything that fit into my Holden Cruise, all of Winter's stuff first. I think I packed myself a bag, just one of those stripy clothes bag, 
bags and I chucked it in my car and I started the 14-hour drive home. I had $2.80 in my account and he gave me $100 cash. Um, My mum flew to Sydney and I initially drove to Sydney and met her there and we did the drive back together because with a newborn I can't drive, I can't sit in the car for much longer than three hours at a time, especially Mm. when you're by yourself. And I'd had a cesarean, so I wasn't even supposed to be driving. Um, But that that point in my life was probably the lowest point. I just thought, how did I get here? Like me, like I was raised in a normal family. My brother and sister aren't like this. My parents aren't like this. How did I, how am I here? And I was living in the back spare room with winter in my room um, of my parents' apartment and, um, yeah, just really doing it tough for about six weeks. And after about six weeks, I just basically got sick of feeling shit and I just went, you know what, This I can't, I can't feel like this anymore. I, I don't feel any better than the day that I found out all of this happened. Um, you know, it's in the past. Let's just try, try to do anything we can to move forward and that's exactly what I did and... Boy, it took so much time. You know, I, I would be on for a few days and I'd be off and I'd be on doing, like, my um, affirmations and then I would forget and then I'd be like, why am I feeling so crappy? And then I'd be like, well, I haven't done anything to better myself and to heal or to anything like that. So it was a long process. It's probably taken me a good eight months to really form a proper habit and proper routine around um, self-development and really um, implementing it in my every single day life to ensure that I don't fall off the wagon. Um, And it does become easier once you do practice it more and more often. But um, so that, that happened and that was much of most of last year. I, I, started my self-development journey 2018 um and at the start of this year I really I remember saying to Jess like I I just really want to up level my life I just want to take things to the next level I don't know how I'm going to do it but I want to hire you as a coach um I I want to I want to make a start I need um professional advice from someone like you and I was more drawn to a coach rather than seeing a psychologist or anything like that or um, I knew I wasn't in a fantastic spot, but that's just what was pulling me, and I'm so glad that I did now. Um, and I actually met a wonderful girlfriend of mine, Adele, who you know really stood, you know, thick through this entire thing. You know, she only met me right after everything had happened, and she was just a great new friend. She was a new mum. Our, our children are three weeks apart, and um, we decided, you know, once we got talking that um, we'd both actually experienced quite a bit of trauma and that we believed we could create something to create awareness around this and to really empower women. So we initially created a clothing line to do that and then we expanded and we created an event called Afternoon with the Girls and um, the event is held in the afternoons. Um, We've got guest speakers and before it was even held, actually I should reverse a little bit, Jess actually... um, had been following me. I'm not sure for how long you followed yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But um, either way, she, she reached out to me and said, you know, I followed you and I, I, I see basically potential in you. Um, would you like to come, you know, she invited us into her, her beautiful home and she offered to speak at our event and um, I was like, wow, you know, like I can't believe that someone – 
uh, you know, that has achieved this much wants to speak at our event. And that was a huge um, confident boost for us. And that just showed me that someone else had faith in our idea and rather than just us because um, it can be hard when you come up with an idea initially. Like, no one is sharing your vision. No one fully understands what you're trying to do. But to have just step in, that was was huge for us. And um, on March 30th, uh, we actually held that event. And then that was fantastic. It was a huge sense of accomplishment for us. Um, um, but after that month, I suppose in the last month, so um, last, sorry, six weeks, after the event, I felt myself slip a little and I thought, you know, I've done the event, I've done what I wanted to do. Um, we, we plan on hosting more, but at the moment I just felt like I really was kind of spiraling a little bit like what am I doing what's my real purpose like I was definitely feeling lost and um after hiring Jess in February um it's been phenomenal to have someone just to kind of talk you through your emotions and try to guide you without giving you the answers to just try to guide you into figuring out why you're feeling the way you're feeling and why you're at whatever stage in your life that you're at and um she's certainly done that for me uh and over the last few weeks, yeah, like I said, I, I had spiralled a bit and I just said, I, I'm feeling lost, Jess. I am unsure of what I'm doing. You know, I, I have a bit of a following, but I don't even know if anyone's really hearing my message. I don't know if my message is clear. I don't – I want to help women, but I don't even know if I'm having an impact. And um, I think Jess can vouch for this last, you know, couple of weeks. Of, they've been big in terms of me moving out and – really trying to put things in place, but they've also been quite messy and quite um, unmotivating, I guess, for me. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, um, I wanted to ask Luca, and I think it'd be important for our like listeners as well. I think it's important for everyone to know that when you got back from, you know, when you left, left your relationship and you got back to go to live with your parents, you started off just knowing that, okay, well, I need to do something for myself because the state I'm in isn't great. And so you really did start with listening to lots of podcasts and YouTubing and reading books and you, you didn't have a lot of money. So obviously you were just sourcing out all the free information, right? Um, yeah. yeah, And, and so you did a lot of, a lot of work just on your own, just trying to just keep that mindset as strong as you could. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the impression that I got was like, okay, well, almost in some, in some sense of the word, you probably poured yourself into it, right? Because you had a young baby. So you weren't working at the time. You had a lot of downtime, um, which is amazing. You know, I think, I think that, I think that the reason I wanted you to share is because you did go through so much and really, to be honest with you guys, like the way you share it now, so eloquently, it's, it, 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 it's easy for people to kind of skim past it and and feel like it's not as significant as it really was, but the trauma that you went through and the damage that it, you know, that it had on you is very significant. And I think the reason I love people to share that have been through some sort of adversity is because I want people to see that sometimes you feel like you're the only one, like everyone feels like, their pain is just, is too much, you know, it's too much to handle. And, mm. and when I think about when I met you to now, which is really not that long, <laughs> probably what? six months, you know, the, the shift in, in the way you speak, in the way you think, um, 
has been remarkable. And yes, there's definitely, and this is for anyone, including me, there's days when you just don't know what your purpose is. You don't know, you feel like a failure, but there's also a a set of tools and there's, there's this strength that comes when you continue to push and push and push. And so, um, I know that there was a, there was that period there where you were living at home and you felt, you know, you'd done your event and you felt the need to kind of step out and be independent. And I think that you, I'm not going to speak too much for you, but I definitely feel like that was a goal that you had as a parent, you wanted to be on your own. And then maybe there was a sense of, I accomplished this and I don't feel as good as I thought I would. I'm like, what now? Like, what's my next thing? Sense of overwhelm. So can you tell me a bit about like the last few weeks and and what you've kind of been doing there? Yeah, I think one thing that I just wanted to jump back to, which you just reminded me, was um, when I really first started to really dig into my self-development, a few questions that I had asked myself uh, after coming out of the relationship were, uh, I knew the, I knew what the relationship was like, but I spent, you know, close to eight years in that cycle. And once I stepped back from that, I real, I, I asked myself, what is it that kept me going back? And the thing that it was was a huge, huge lack of self worth and self love and self respect. And I know Jess is amazing on talking on this, um, and this is Jess has really taught me so much about that. Um, but that was a major thing, and I think it's a major thing in um, you know toxic or domestic relationships is that people really lack that self worth and self belief that they can. Um, that they can really do things on their own and that they're worthy of so much more than that. But I guess that's part of it, that they can make you feel like you are not worthy of anything. You are not worthy of making money. You are not worthy of anyone else but them. Mm. And, um, yeah, that was – I just thought I'd mention that because that was actually a huge breaking point for me, you mm. know, last year, at the beginning of last year when I really started to dig into it. And, you know, I think that, that we know that, when there's a, well, there's a couple of things there, but people definitely deflect their issues onto other people, right? So Mm -hmm. people who are narcissists and who are ego driven and are not coming from places of compassion and love. And and then their, you know, their, their whole systems are messed up due to all the different influences of drugs and alcohol and, Mm -hmm. and their worth is probably just as low as what they're trying to make yours. It's the, it's this continuous cycle of insecurity and it's this continuous yeah. cycle of of especially people who are, are guilty of things want to accuse others of the same things and and really and we always talk about this is like I think I was just having having a bit of a, a chat the other day about it but you know you really are a reflection of of what you are you you see that show up in your life all the time so the reflection of yourself shows up all the time back in your environment and so unfortunately as, as hard as, as hard a pill as that to swallow, sometimes you will continually get served that because your worth is just as bad. And it, it takes yeah. the removal from that, from removing yourself away from that situation to even start to see, hold on a minute, maybe, maybe he was wrong. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe I am worth a lot more. Maybe I am capable of, of doing great things. Yeah, yeah, I fully, yeah, I fully understand that. And um, the thing is that the the people who, you know, like you said, are the narcissists and stuff like that. They're they're living 
in a world of pain so much more than you can even comprehend. And while it feels like you're the victim, they have once been the victim to something else that has, um, you know, made them have these kind of characteristics and behaviours. So they're living in hell already, Mm. you know, and um, I think that's important to remember as well. You know, it doesn't excuse it at all, but, um, yeah, that's definitely where it comes from. And and this is a a beautiful moment, Luca, because you couldn't have said that six months ago. Oh no. And that and this is oh, what no. happened but this I'm actually getting tears because this is what happens when you grow and this is what happens yeah. when you can let go of issues. You can start to release that bullshit and go, you know what, I'm done with this now. Um that there was empathy and compassion at its best. Because yeah. you're not excusing his behavior. You still don't believe what happened was was right you you've set the boundaries that you'll never let it happen again to to you by anyone else but at the same time you've just shown so much maturity and so much growth in what you just said then it's and this is why I wanted you on because I think that when people are going through hard times it's really hard to feel that you can change it's really hard to think I can be a different person and even yesterday I was like going back in our notes from two weeks ago and I'm like Two weeks ago, you were saying this, this, and this, and you're you're already changed from then. And now I'm like, my mind is going, is that emoji? Like, she got it. She's got you've get yeah. you're getting compassion for this guy. Like, this is an incredible step. And so, yeah. this is growth at its best, and it makes me so proud. Um, but more importantly, I think if you're listening, is to go, well, wow, this. This young lady, what, 23 now or 24? Yes. 23. Can be this, can have a transformation in a short period of time. And and I always tell you, you know, there's no end point. It's just, you know, you, you'll always, there's no like I get here and then I'll be happy. There's, there's always going to be different levels of growth and different layers to peel off. But you, you will astound yourself in another year versus the year you've just been through. And that's what I love. And that's why I want people to know that every time they invest in themselves, it's so worth it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think my, my huge breakthrough, um, which is, you know, our conversation yesterday really has happened in probably the last week. Mm. Um, majorly, uh, it was just basically, I, I thought I had gotten really to a great point. Um, <laughs> and I, and I had given where I was, but um, I guess there was a lot of suppressed emotion um, and I last Friday actually went and had a Reiki session done and um, my practitioner had told me that she could feel a lot of pain in my heart and a lot of old stagnant energy around my heart and she said I just suggest that you go home you spend the weekend alone and you just really feel just to let it come up and then let it go and me and Jess were talking about it yesterday you know it's like a what's it called a, a cork bottle uh, yeah a cork you know what I'm right? yeah <laughs> yeah holding a cork underwater it will always come back up no matter how long you put your hand over it and um, that was definitely what was happening and so Friday night Saturday night Sunday night I had the worst nights of my life had the worst days of my life it, nothing happened I just felt so terrible and I said to Jess yesterday I actually on Saturday afternoon felt so horrible I just said I'm giving up I'm not I can't do this anymore I can't stand feeling like this anymore that's I'm throwing the towel in and in that moment that I said that I just had this wave over me that just went no you're not 
you are going to push through this, you're going to sit through this and you're going to deal with it. And so that's exactly what I did. And I sat down and I think I, I cried for a solid 45 minutes, like a proper whimper, a proper, like a children's cry. And after that, I just screamed into a pillow and I just said, F you. And I, I just was like, I'm done with this. And I honestly looked myself into the mirror and I just said, I am declaring to myself that I'm worth so much more than carrying around this stuff, whether it is in my subconscious mind or my conscious mind. That is not my story. That does not dictate who I am or where I'm going or the things that I achieve. You know, that's just one part of my story. And it really, it does empower me, the fact that I even got through that. And I I just declared those things to me and I declare that I'm just letting it go and that was just a huge moment for me to just be like, just, I honestly felt like shackles had come off me and I was like, got this new lease of energy and light. And I shared my story openly um, on my Instagram the other day and the response has been huge. And when I had my coaching uh, call with Jess the other day, I, I said to her, I don't need to just help women. I need to help women specifically in domestic violence situations and in toxic relationships with leaving and what to do after and how to deal with the trauma after the fact. And she said, I know you do. I said, why didn't you tell me this? And she said, it's not for me to tell. Like, I'm so glad that you have reached this point of realising. And now I just feel like I really feel unstoppable. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I am ready. I've just, I'm ready to to really be so much more than just my past story. And while I've been working towards this, that moment on Saturday night for me, um, my faith was definitely stronger than my fear and I just pushed through that huge last block and I just, yeah, I feel basically unstoppable now and I'm flooded with inspiration for things to write and things to say and things to do and ways to give back and, um, you know, this is the feeling that I've been chasing you know, and this certainty of what I'm what I'm really here to do. And now that I know, I just I have so much clarity around it and I, it's so much easier for me now to see how I'm going to execute all my ideas rather than having a million things going at one time. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's been a big week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like a, like a switch has been flicked, right? It's like, it's, oh, and, it, yeah. and it's not to say you won't have another breakthrough and the different things, but that that switch flicking is just one of those feelings that it's like you know all the work you were doing is led to something and I know so many people talk about this when they go through coaching personal development when they're at different seminars workshops whatever it may be and they just have this moment and the interesting thing is that there's a really common thread in those moments and the common thread is that they finally number one forgave themselves, became compassionate and just said, fuck it. I'm done with all this. Like I'm sick of feeling this way. Finally acknowledged I'm probably being silly here, holding on to this crap. Like it's, it's been long enough with whatever it is, it, it's nearly always a common thread. And then the, yeah. and then the moment of going, I'm worth it. I can do something. I'm not, I'm not just a nobody. And I think it just like it just baffles me it still amazes me that we all search and search and search but really the answers are just within within us mm. and it's yeah that's a huge thing that i definitely found i was doing trying to educate myself um, in so many areas i remember you saying to me the other day you're actually over educating yourself because i yeah. think i was trying to figure it out 
through someone else. Like someone give me the answer in a book or a podcast or a YouTube video or anything. But it was in the moment of um, basically complete silence that I I came to terms with my own answers and it's a a really beautiful thing. Mm. And just just realising and this is another thing that I love and that you hear a lot, but it's one of it's one of the favorite things I always ask my clients and I ask myself is, is this really true? Is this the real story or is this the one I'm making up? And yeah. and when I've asked you that in the past, did you really think that's true? You're like, not really. Like when you've said <laughs> limiting things about yourself or your potential and you're like, it's probably not. I probably do have something to say. I probably can help somebody. Um, and, you know, and another one of my favorites is your mess is your message, which I heard from someone the other week and I loved it. I thought, you know what, it's so easy once you figure it out, but it's it's about owning your story. No matter no matter whether you're looking for a way to, you know, forge a new career or a new path with your story, but it's just about owning it. It's about not not being embarrassed or ashamed and not letting the story tire you out and drain you and keep just bringing you down it's just about letting it free right and just saying this has taken up enough space I've got better things to be doing yeah and I've noticed a huge spike in um my like my energy levels you know I I was thinking why am I always tired I'm always sluggish and it was because I was subconsciously carrying around all of this old shit Mm. for eight years of of just absolute garbage it, it's it's not happening to me now you know I, I made the bold choice to finally break that cycle so I need to break the cycle of that way of thinking too and really let it go and um yeah you know that that man has taken enough of my time and that's where my declaration came from is that this is my life this is no one else's life this is not his life this is not you know, my daughter's like, this is my life and I really do have the power to choose how I choose, want to live it. Yeah. And I choose to have a fulfilling life and I choose to have a happy life and a life where I have compassion for everybody regardless of where they're at. And um, I think, yeah, it's a powerful thing to, to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it and it makes me just, I, I feel like a proud mum because now I now I feel old because I'm hanging out with you at, tw- at the age of 23. <laughs> But I, I've often said to you, you know, if only I had known this stuff at your age and so somehow you get to get to that point and this, you know, this takes work. This isn't, you know, I'm, I'm not putting you up here to say, look, guys, she's way stronger than most of you. I'm here to say if, if Luca can do it, you can because she's been through shit most people shouldn't or ever have to. So, but, you know, the thing is, is that we all have that opportunity to kind of, to kind of rise through all that baggage. I really, I really love that. But I remember saying, I lost my train of thought there. I was like, if I had known this when I was 23, if I'd even been able to be um, smart enough to open my eyes to that stuff, I can't imagine who I'd be now. And so for anyone who's like under 25 or probably under 30 and listening to this thinking, wow, this is awesome. I urge you to, to not be impatient with your journey. Um, and I know that's something that we all have when we're young, we really want everything now, um, have faith in the long term because, you know, you really can create incredible, incredible abundance for yourself. 
if you just dedicate, just dedicate to putting yourself first. Um, I love that you said your faith is stronger than your fear. And I think that we might kind of wrap it up with something around that, but I, I want you to just, if you don't mind, just explain how, cause you said that to me yesterday and I was like, that was such a good quote. I think you've just coined something. I don't know, but, um, because you, you had trouble with that faith, right? You, you went through so many times where you just felt like you couldn't do it. You'd been defeated. It was all too much, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, there was plenty of moments and, um, like I said, especially when you're trying to create a new you or you're trying to create a new event or a product or whatever it is, it is hard to, um, hard to keep that faith all the time. But I think it's so important to just act in spite of fear, you know, just continuously do those things, continuously do your routine of meditation or working out or whatever it is that you need to do that, you know, keeps you on track because doing that repetition creates that faith and makes that, you know, those muscles stronger so that when you are in a time of feeling really stuck and you want to give up, you have worked that muscle so hard that it is just going to kick in for you and go, "Uh uh-uh. We did not work this hard only to get to here and to give up. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is days where I do not feel like showing up. I couldn't – I can't do a meditation to save my life. I, I skip the gym. I eat like crap. And then I think, no, I need to do it all before I get to bed because, you know, and I think it's in those moments that really, really create that that strong muscle in your, in your head of just like – it's, it's, it pays off. And now that I feel this way, I, I realize it pays off. And I think I heard in a different podcast of yours, Jess, you said, it's about the journey. I don't need to get to a certain point. I don't need to find, um, you know, a, a new man of my dreams. I don't need to live in a new house just to be happier. I don't need my child to be anything but what she is. This is mm-hmm. just the process that I'm, I'm so happy in. And, um, yeah, I think it also it's, in, it's important to enjoy, enjoy the process and enjoy having that faith. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a, a such a good point to end on. And it's so true. It's, it's knowing that you, um, you don't look for the end goal because unless, yeah. unless you're planning on getting there and then nothing changing, like it's just an, it's just an idea that doesn't make any sense. It's like when yeah. I get this, this, and this, then I'll be happy. But the happiness that comes from growth, the happiness that comes from moving forward towards your potential. And that's what you're doing. And that's why you feel so happy because you're like, yeah. I've made progress from, from last week to this week. I've made so much progress that I'm elated. I can't, like you, you're bouncing off the walls because you're, you're moving closer to your full potential. And yeah. the great thing is, is that you get to do that your whole life because the, the closer you get to what your potential is now, your potential will grow. And it's just, it's just a journey. And that's, that's the biggest thing is not looking for the end goal. Um, just cracking on, just keep on going every day with a little bit here and there. And you do get there. Yeah, you do, and that's the thing. Like, you just have to. You've got to have more faith in yourself than um, than anyone else because you're the one that's going to make it happen for yourself. There's no one else that does it for you. Yeah. You know, Jess couldn't have done this work for me. No. She could guide me as much as she could, but I had to really come to these um, these, these decisions and these terms for myself and um you know that's one of the things that I actually do love about coaching is you just 
you help make it, you know, you, you, you tend to speed that process up a little bit and yeah. you really help, you know, get things clear. So I'm very, very grateful. <laughs> It's like that time when I was like, you know, you should probably start doing videos and doing IGTV and you were like, oh, Jess, thanks so much. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then yeah, I didn't I didn't say you should go share your story with your 20,000 odd followers. I just said, <laughs> just be real and try and help people and add value. And then you got yeah. to that point on your own, you yeah. know, yeah. and that that's the greatest thing. But yeah. thank you, Luca, so much. I'm I'm loving redoing this conversation again. <laughs> I know it feels just as you know, it just feels just as exciting, and yeah. it makes me just as happy. And clearly, you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the warm and fuzzies again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I and I know that this is just the beginning for you, and I'm I'm grateful because. Like we said, you know, for a 23 year old woman to be having breakthroughs like this, I'm, I'm super proud. And I know that this will help inspire a lot of other young women that potentially have feel, felt like they're stuck in some situations, um, similar to yours and not really had any, anything to go off. So thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your time and guys, if you love this, go on over and sh- give, give Lucas some love on her Insta feed. Um, I'll tag her of course, but don't be shy because I tell you what, the feedback that I receive, it just keeps me going and going and, you know, getting my clients to come out of their comfort zone onto this podcast is I'm doing it for you guys. So send the love back. (laughs) Thanks guys. (laughs) Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the abundance hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.